Roadside Motorsport this week we look at a menagerie of sports with Formula 3 over in Australia and the Touring Car Masters and Carrera Cup all heading to Sydney to wrap up their year with the V8 Supercars. It's one not to be missed. I hope you'll stay with us. Richard Crowell joins us on the line. And Richard, what a busy time it's been for motorsport fans because oh, we're in the header there. We just spoke about the Australian motorsport that's coming to an end. But uh, Mark Webber on the weekend also got a win in Formula One, which uh, everyone would say was long overdue. Yeah, g'day, Craig. Good to be with you again. A great victory. And, uh, you know, the, the cynics will scoff that he was handed the victory by Red Bull with some apparent gearbox gremlins that only seemed to slow Sebastian Vettel down for a few laps. But, look, uh, Webber was dominant, and there was a point that Martin Brundle made during the, the coverage of that race for the BBC. It said, when Mark Webber is on it, he's almost unbeatable, and every one of his seven Grand Prix victories he's had now have been very, very dominating. Remember, even his first win at the Nürburgring, he had a, a drive-through penalty and some damage and all sorts of stuff, and he still managed to, to beat them quite comprehensively. So, yep, it was a good way to end the season, and I think it was sort of... Not so much relief, because I don't think Weber needs to be relieved that he won a race, but I think it's just that positive momentum boost that he's going to have going into the off-season and into the pre-season testing. Hopefully with an RB8, it'll be next year that uh, it's a little bit easier for him to drive on the Pirelli tyres. So looking forward to seeing that next year, and yeah, Formula 1 season will roll around before we know it again. It will indeed, and uh, of course, uh, in open wheelers in Australia, they had a grandstand finish almost akin to what we saw in NASCAR, which uh, listeners heard on the show last week. But Chris Gilmore is now the Australian Gold Star champion for 2011. Yeah, it's, it's one of the great stories, Craig. I mean, I've been involved in Formula 3, as you all know, for six and a half years now. And I've known Chris all that time. He's personally a, a good friend of mine. And I've called, I think it was 112 of the 120 races he started in Formula 3. So I've followed his career very, very closely. And I was there when he lost the 2004 championship to Carl Reinler by three points in the final round in a pretty dramatic showdown uh, on the streets of, uh, of Surface Paradise there in India in 04. So, you know, he, he chipped away. He won the National Class Championship a few years back, which was a great result. But then he's, um, you know, he came out this year with an intention to compete, uh, which has been different from the last few years. He put a fantastic season together. He broke a 115-race winless streak uh, he was very consistent, you know, he played to his strengths, which were starts and driving under pressure, which was one of the key things for him this season, and he did an outstanding job. I was really, really pleased for him. It's a great result for the championship. It went down to the final race. It's the fifth year in a row that the championship's been decided in the final race of the season, so, you know, nothing against competition in Aussie F3. It's as good as always, and well done to Chris for winning the championship. And the other thing it does is, is give hope to those that don't have a massive budget and give hope to those that aren't running with a professional team that they can still win major national championships in Australia because even up against Artec, and which had four cars at times this year, and VRM, of course, with John Magro, uh, Gilmore Racing's basically just uh, Dad, Errol, Mum, Jen and Chris going racing. So it's a fantastic story and it's a great result for, uh, for Chris after many, many years of trying. Best thing is he's going to come back next year with number one on the car and try and win another one. Mm. Yeah, it is always good when you have a returning champion, particularly with the news that you have four races next year on the V8 Supercar Bill, plus the Holy Grail. You're going to the mountain with Formula 3. 
Yeah, which we announced uh, in July this year. We got approval to do it, and then we confirmed in September that we'd be at the Bathurst Motor Festival next Easter. But it's all official, Mount Panorama, April next year. It's, it's going to be astonishing. Uh, it's something that in Formula 3 we've worked for for six or seven years to try and get off the ground, and, and more seriously, in the last three or four. So to have that all put together now is a fantastic thing. It's going to be an amazing show. Um, you know, we've already had drivers sniffing around saying, yep, we want to be there, definitely want to be there. So it's it's an awesome thing, uh, looking forward to that. But the remainder of the championship, it is by far and away the best Gold Star schedule we've had in F3 since we got the Gold Star in 2005. And, excuse me, probably our best championship ever in terms of, of profile and events we've got. So Clipsville 500 kicks things off. We go to Simmons Plains once again with the V8 supercars. Uh, we're then at Mount Panorama the week after, so that'll be a busy stretch, but it'll it'll work quite well with the logistics there of going from Tasmania. Uh, and then we go to uh, Darwin's Hidden Valley Raceway once again, second time there, which is an amazing trip, great fun. F3 cars there are awesome. Uh, we will then go to Eastern Creek for the Shannons Nationals, up to Queensland Raceway with the V8s. We were there in 09 and put on one hell of a show, so I'm looking forward to doing that again. And then we finish at Phillip Island at uh, the best open wheel circuit in Australia by a margin. So a great championship. Now's the, you know, we've we've done the hard work in getting that. But as I said to someone the other day, the hard work starts now. And that's actually marketing that and getting drivers interested. But there are plans underway and a lot of people are talking. And I think next year could be a really, really good year for Aussie F3. Mm, now as Chris Gilmore can celebrate his championship, there'll be a few more trophies handed out this weekend in events you're covering particularly and they will be official once the last race is run, and that is, of course, in the Touring Car Masters, which in the professional division, it's been a Jim Richards, John Bow affair for the majority of the season. Yeah, and Andrew Medic, he's been involved in that championship as well, and he's still very much in contention. So after seven rounds, Bow leads the championship, but Richards is only about 55 points behind JB, and Medic is a further 50-odd points back. So there's plenty of points up for grabs, and... They do have a, a drop-your-worst round scenario in Touring Car Masters as well, and actually when you drop the worst rounds after the first seven we've had, it actually closes it up very closely, and we've got the top three drivers within uh, within only uh, 75 points of Jim, of John Bow, who leads the series. So uh, it's going to be close. Look, JB's very, very keen to win this championship. He's tried for a couple of years. He bought his own racing car, which was unprecedented, uh, and he's invested a lot personally into it in terms of money. So, you know, he's worked very hard. Jim Richards is the reigning champion. He'd love to go back-to-back. And Andrew Medici will, you know, he's uh, had a fantastic season in the Camaro. He'd like to get a championship for Bob Middleton and Sharon who uh, Sharon Middleton, who owned that team, put a lot into it. Uh, and, you know, it's a great family atmosphere. They love racing there. So, yeah, that championship will go right down to the wire. It'll be very, very close. And, you know, there's going to be some X factors there as well because you've got guys like Eddie Abel Nika, who's been quick in the Boss Mustang, uh, sorry, in the XB Falcon. Glenn Seaton's back in the Speed FX Racing Falcon. Tony Edwards had a couple of podiums at Sandown two weeks ago in the Tirana. So it's probably seven or eight cars, I think, that can win races this weekend, and that will make it even more exciting. Mm. And you've also got to enjoy the return of the City Index Carrera Cups cars this year, and they've had some really interesting results, uh, none none more exciting than what we saw at Phillip Island. But right throughout the year, they've had some great races and some great names involved in that one. Yeah, and Craig Baird leads the championship by 51 points going into the final round. So it's not over, but it's a pretty comfortable margin. He can, affla- uh, uh, he can afford 
to play the um, or play the, the percentage game going into this round and just get the points he needs to win the championship. Dan Gaunt second, Steve Richards third, Johnny Reid fourth. They're all in contention. Johnny Reid, the Kiwi, was set back at the last round with a clash or a couple of clashes with his teammate Michael Patrizzi, who's now out of that uh, championship calculation as well. Uh, there's a battle for the elite class for the non-professional drivers as well. Uh, Max Twig has wrapped that up. It's all very, very uh, locked away for him nicely. But James Conduras and Paul Kelly, the New Zealander, are fighting out for uh, the top five and, and top two positions in that class as well. So still plenty to play for. I'm looking forward to seeing the Porsches on that straight circuit, Craig. Uh, Townsville earlier this year was outstanding. Really, really good racing on straight circuits, the Porsches. They just seem to suit it for whatever reason. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing how they go at Sydney Olympic Park for the Sydney Telstra 500. And, yeah, after a couple of years away, it looks like Craig Baird will get another Carrera Cup championship, but it's not over till it's over. Three races, plenty of laps, and those unforgiving concrete walls of Sydney Olympic Park to uh, decide things. Yeah, and rain on Friday and possibility of rain on Saturday is uh, the perfect weather forecast. I do have to ask you, uh, of course, we think Jamie Wincup's going to win the championship, I'm sure, Richard, but who do you think's going to do the job at the Sydney 500? Uh, Lee Holdsworth, I think, is going to win the Sydney Telstra 500. A couple of reasons. He's qualified on the front row there, three of the last four qualifying sessions they've had in the last two years. Um, last race with Gary Rogers Motorsport, obviously won that race there last year. He's in a good position. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll want to go out with a bang with GRM. You know, they're leaving on good terms. He'll want to give them a win. Uh, I think he's he's my favourite for this weekend. From a lot of sentimental purposes as well, but but mainly because he's been very, very good there in the two years we've, we've been there. Um, I, I think we'll, uh, Lee Holdsworth to win on Sunday. I, I think Will Davison to win on Saturday. FPR have got their stuff together in the last couple of rounds, and Davo's so very close to that first victory for Ford. So I think him on Saturday, I think Wincup will, uh, certainly won't cruise around. That's not his style, nor is it Team Vodafone's style. But at the same time, I don't think they'll take too many risks and I think they'll make sure they do the job to get another championship for Team Vodafone. Mm. Richard, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Look forward to speaking to you in the off-season as I know you've got uh, more big announcements about Formula 3 and all the series that you're participating in in this, uh, well, what we loosely call a break. Yeah, yeah, it's a very narrow break this year. There's plenty going on and the Armoral Bathurst 12 hour to kick things off next year shaping up huge, so maybe we can talk about that soon. We will do indeed. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time around, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.